Hello, this is Jenny Cardino, your host of Women on Steroids. Welcome to episode 6 of Friendship and Love. Dr. Sehava, Sadka, Rosenberg, and I have known each other for 25 years. She has been mentor, an advisor, and a colleague for equal amount of time before and after my autoimmune disease diagnosis. As someone who has struggled coming to terms with my medical condition and the secondary effects of the medications used to treat it, I could not have wished for a better friend than Sehav. She has been a solid rock and also a sounding board whenever I have needed her. Join Sehav and I in conversation as we go over how to best support and advocate for your friends who may be facing difficulties related to the diagnosis and treatment of their autoimmune disorders. Always remember that their hope for recovery may rely in good part on counting with your friendship and love. Take a listen. episode is about friendship and love um, and uh, I think you are the perfect person to record this episode uh, with because um, we are friends uh, we are also physician colleagues uh, and we have a good understanding of um, what um, having a disease uh, looks like uh, in ourselves and in our patients uh, and also in our loved ones. So both, both of us have had um, painful experiences um, caring for um, loved ones who've um, fallen uh, with uh, a disease, who've, who've fallen sick. Um, and um, when it relates to autoimmune diseases um, and my own experience with dermatomyositis, um, if we look back to our friendship history, uh, we met before dermatomyositis uh, broke into my life. Um, and I was actually recounting time and chronologically, I've lived in this uh, country for 25 years. I met you from day one because I came as a uh, a visiting fellow to the department where, where you uh, work, uh, NYU Langone Orthopedic Hospital, former uh, hospital for joint diseases. And uh, that was in 1995. Uh, so it's been 25 years since uh, we met. And my diagnosis was in 2008. And if you make numbers, that's exactly halfway through our knowing each other, um, being a uh, mentor-mentee uh, uh, team, as well as uh, friends uh, and colleagues, because we also got to work together for 12 years at, at NYU. Uh, so just for introduction to the audience, Dr. Sehava Rosenberg, uh, she's a professor of radiology and orthopedic surgery at New York University. A school of Medicine. Uh, Sehava is uh, a 
world-renowned expert in musculoskeletal diseases and imaging of uh, musculoskeletal diseases with a particular interest in ankle, foot, and nerves. Um, I would say those are her three big babies. Uh, she has many others, but uh, she's concentrated a lot of her research interest in those uh, three uh, components of musculoskeletal imaging. Uh, she's also been very uh, keen observer of normal anatomy and how normal anatomy can be confused with disease, which is very important for radiologists to be able to distinguish what is normal and uh, what is not, and then come down to realize what, what appears normal, and maybe this applies to women on steroids, uh, is not so normal. <laughs> so Zehava, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jenny, for such a lovely introduction. Um, I will say that I feel fortunate to have known you um, and to have been part of your life, whether it is the professional life and also the personal life. Um, and I have seen you before and after your disease uh, onset and I would not say that the disease has changed you in significant ways at least as far as your interaction with uh, people adversely I should say has not changed you adversely uh, but um, as this is going to be this is one of the topics in this book podcast is that there have been some effects of the medication on you that have made a difference. Um, so um, I'm ready to start whenever you are, Jenny. Thank you, Sahara. So we've been talking um, about the effects of steroids on uh, the human body um, for the past episodes and particularly we concentrated on that on episode five uh, with Dr. Franks we tried to give an overview of how steroids affect every aspect of um, human function Uh, but in particular I think we we want to concentrate on the changes that um, we experience at the neuropsychological level um, when uh, prednisone uh, hits the bloodstream. Uh, So I'd say that um, from day one, when I start taking prednisone, uh, I see an immediate change in my circadian cycle. Um, I tend to be an early riser, but when, when I'm on prednisone, I'm up even sooner than uh, when I'm not. So three o'clock in the morning becomes uh, my routine. <laughs> um, so that adds that adds about two or three hours to my my daily schedule. And I ha- I have to say that when it comes to if we look chronologically since I started taking prednisone, um, I think I've been the most productive putting out books and uh, articles and lectures together um, because I gain three hours every day that I don't have when I'm not on on prednisone. So let's say that that is a benefit 
although with Dr. Franz we've been talking about the burnout effect of prednisone. So we are going, you know, extra, uh, working extra hard uh, and um, we may not consciously realize that we're putting all that effort, but um, it does undermine our psyche as well as our body, uh, not, not to sleep well and not to, um, you know, uh, rest uh, when, when, it's, when it's needed. Um, so I'd like to ask you, how can you tell, um, can you tell when I'm on prednisone? How, what are the, the, <laughs> the uh, signs, the uh, telltale signs of, of um, genuine steroids? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> as you have said, um, well, I'm not living with you, so I don't know when you wake up but I can see emails coming or text at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> there is a, a way to follow when, uh, when all these activities are happening. So when I see emails coming at three o'clock in the morning from Jenny, then I know that, oh, you know, Jenny is on this uh, hyper-energetic hyper uh, phase um, related probably to taking her steroids. As uh, as you were saying, you were always a very early riser, and I think uh, in part you started waking up very early when the kids were born because you did want to have those extra hours. Uh, but as the kids um, grew older, I think you kind of slowed down with waking up early, and then with the steroids, it has uh, recurred. So I definitely see that. I definitely uh, and and I've even had colleagues notice it that they'll say oh you know Jenny uh, is uh, writing these emails at three o'clock in the morning doesn't she need any sleep I mean these people don't know um, so definitely that I see that I see um, increased productivity uh, as you said, I always felt that you were amazingly productive and very hardworking, uh, but this takes you to even a higher level uh, of achievement. And um, I would say, um, you know, pushing your career forward, having uh, a lot of creative ideas, uh, tending to be a little bit uh, maybe euphoric at times, um, moving very fast, uh, maybe you can think about it as hypomania or mania, and I do see that. Um, these are a lot of positive things, so I think that um, uh, for a professional as you are, a hard-working professional, there are tremendous advantages to being on steroids, you know, for that reason, you know, the increased productivity. Um, I think as you have alluded to, there are the negative parts of it, and that I can see, uh, it has never um, reflected on our relationship, but I have noticed it with other people and with other colleagues, um, where um, you may do things that are somewhat inappropriate and people 
who don't know what you're going through um, do react to it. Um, and it's a difficult balance to know, um, you know, do I sometimes am trying to keep your privacy, I try to alert people to the fact that you may not have um, complete control of what certain actions of yours uh, are. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I... Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. It's, um, I, um, I believe that um, my reaction time when I'm on prednisone is much faster. So I have learned over time to identify when I'm going into a high emotional state. Um, and I have learned to disengage and try to, you know, stop myself from uh, con you know, uh, persevering in the conversation because it's gonna lead, it's not gonna lead anywhere uh, positive. You know, like when 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 I'm on, when I start feeling that um, I have reached a point where perhaps my uh, emotional intelligence may be compromised, then you know, I I try now to to stop myself from. Um, from having an interaction. So I, I just make up excuse, oh, sorry, there is a patient who needs a procedure, I need to go, or I'm getting a phone call that I have to take, or, you know, I just completely stop uh, the situation so that it doesn't escalate. But it's taken me uh, 12 years to come to that understanding and uh, that um, level of introspection. You really need to, uh, have good friends like you are to give you a feedback that perhaps you're not doing the right thing and then um, you know um, make um, make a plan for yourself and I tell my audience now all of you who are on the students you know what I'm talking about so we need to uh, realize that this is an issue uh, uh, and make a plan of how to how to deal with it. Um, so lately, what I've uh, come to to do is that I have a couple of people who I I am completely unplug and the coach uh, with. You are one of them, so I can just you know like completely <laughs> uh, with no filter and filter unplug. Uh, I can talk to you and then you are like a sounding board for me. Uh, I'm able to take uh, among all the noise um, what I'm trying to, to say or do and send it back to me in a way that I can now um, process it and take a better decision based on, on that understanding um, of the situation rather than acting on the situation and getting myself into trouble. Uh, but I did get myself into trouble <laughs> plenty of times. <laughs> um, so that's, yeah, that's, I think that's very important uh, for, for everyone who's out there, you know, dealing with uh, this high emotional state where um, prednisone takes us and other steroids uh, so that we uh, prevent ourselves from hurting 
um, we hurt ourselves when we may hurt others that uh, we love and, and care for. Uh, so um, it's important to find, to find, to fine tune, um, you know, our emotions and be able to uh, use our our emotional intelligence so that uh, that we live a, a happy and, and productive life, surrounded by caring friends like they have and. Uh, some others uh, who, who have been that sounding board for me. Um, all right, so, have a, so uh, let's uh, move on from, from this topic and uh, let's talk about a little bit, uh, we talk about uh, patient advocacy with um, Dr. Franks and I, I believe that it is um, really a privilege to for, for the, the, the two of us to be um, physicians, to be doctors, to be friends, and both of us to have been in a position where we have to advocate for people that uh, we love, we are sick, and uh, and need understanding. And you just mentioned that you've done actually that exactly that for me. When you know people who don't know uh, what I go through uh, with with my autoimmune condition. Uh, you try to soften things without disclosing uh, medical information. Um, I completely came out now, so I, I, you are authorized. <laughs> this podcast is uh, it's uh, um, is made public, so uh, people know. And it's just it was really a result of the pandemic uh, because those of us who have autoimmune diseases had to disclose that work that we had them uh, so that we could have accommodations to prevent uh, getting exposed to COVID-19 uh, while on immunosuppression or, you know, uh, prednisone itself is actually not an issue with COVID-19, but all the immunotherapy and immunosuppressive therapy that, that we take in order to control uh, our conditions is an issue. Um, so, um, I'd, I'd just like to uh, to, uh, to uh, talk to you, uh, to hear uh, your opinion, you know, about how we can best advocate for friends or family that, you know, have a, a disease, a condition, going from, uh, you know, research and um, perhaps um, fundraising and uh, talking to others about this topic. So, uh, before we speak specifically about that and it is part of it is uh, as far as advocating for people who are on steroids I think one thing is um, doctors uh, have to have greater familiarity with the uh, behavioral changes that could occur uh, with steroids and so as far as advocacy I think uh, educating doctors to be able to explain fully uh, and in length um, to patients. And I was even wondering about patients' families. Uh, there is nothing wrong with inviting a spouse or a partner, uh, even adult children, to listen in to a conversation between the doctor who is uh, prescribing steroids and the patient so the family is also aware of the potential 
um, behavioral mood swings and other uh, changes that can occur. So I think uh, as far as advocacy is um, teaching your close one, the people who are close to you, your family, uh, your friends uh, about this. And as you said, it took you 12 years to learn to uh, manage the behavioral changes or uh, changes in affect uh, that can occur. I think it took me quite a while to recognize uh, that sometimes a certain behavior of yours uh, was related to medication. Sometimes it was really in retrospect and even may um, have taken me a few years to look back at a certain uh, episode and think that. Uh, and I think as far as your comment about learning uh, to kind of moderate your behavior, I would say to the audience, uh, that I recognize it's very difficult because especially when you're in a, a hypomanic uh, phase, but even if you're in a more depressive phase, um, well, certainly when you're in a hypomanic phase, it is a pleasurable experience and, it, and it's hard to check yourself. Uh, so one way to deal with it is perhaps to, as you said, which I think is wonderful that you can have friends, uh, that you can bounce certain situations uh, with, but maybe even put yourself notes around the house, educate your family, familiarize with uh, your family that, hey, um, I'm starting to take steroids now, uh, please make allowances or please come back and tell me, uh, am I doing something wrong and, you know, have this uh, check and balance. Um, so I think education is very important as far as advocacy, as far as um, teaching the family, teaching colleagues, uh, teaching people at work. Uh, it's very hard to be honest at work and come out and say, I have this disease. Uh, I sometimes take medication that may affect my behavior. It's not an easy thing and it's, uh, it produces anxiety because you don't really know how your boss may react to that. Um, so, but nevertheless, I think we, um, as physicians, as colleagues, as patients have no choice but to try and educate uh, those around us to accept and uh, ameliorate these situations. That's, that's right.